Welcome to the UFC Commentaries, UFC 11 and a half edition. This is Ultimate Ultimate 96. I'm Chris Horwardell, joined as always by Greg Crone. Gregory, are you ready for some UFC action? Couldn't be more excited. Couldn't be more excited. We're going to kick this thing off with Chemo Leopoldo versus Paul Varlins. UFC 11 and a half, Ultimate Ultimate 96. Let me know when you're ready to go. I can impress play whenever you're ready. Let's do that then. All right, so here we are, kicking it off. Chemo versus Varlins, the grudge match of the Varlins, ages. The that is, Chemo as I've Ple- learned in the past, uh, when I hear something in my earpiece, that is being broadcast. So we heard out just a little sample of UFC 11 and a half on the podcast. Oh, it's going quick. I- Chemo, 28 to Varlins, 27, 235 to 346, 1 for Chemo, 6, 8 for Paul Varlins. Hawaii versus California. I'm very confused why in the first picture they had Paul Varlin's name listed. His first first name was in all lowercase mm-hmm. while his last name was in all caps. That was a great production. Choice. It was a creative choice. Eh, understandable. I respect that. Uh, so here, I like how they got right into everything. Tell the tape, everything up on the screen. Now we're just leaving it there. Wow, yeah. Production values not strong here. And again, back to it, it really frustrates you. All all lowercase for the the first name, all uppercase for the the surname. Yeah, Paul Varland's and, a monster in any and Chemo case. only goes by one name, so there's no way to tell. Really, Chemo's just Chemo. At this point, yeah, he's just Chemo. Yeah. Well, he he might want to reconsider that because that's got some negative associations. Well, Chemo's what you get when you're dealing with cancer. Uh, yeah, you, you, I'm not explaining that to you. I'm just uh, a UFC seven champion runner, runner up. up. Close Paul enough. Orleans. Uh, this is a good group. This is a good group. He's a striker and a freestyle fighter. Power over technique prefers to stand and fight. Will strike on the ground. Strong jaw for Paul Varlins. A lot of people don't talk enough about that. I like in all the uh, in all like the preview stuff. Like when I was pulling the fight up, mm-hmm. they described him as a trap fighter, uh, and yet here it's simply uh, you know th- there's no mention of trap fighting. Yeah, because he realizes how ridiculous it is. I always like the fighters that make Big John look like a little fella. It's very scary. Oh my god, it is six hundred thousand degrees here in the office today. <laughs> Feels excessive. Oh, my skin is burning off as we as we speak. I'm just really kind of hanging out with Paul Varlins. There, you're right. Just chemo. He's a he's a friendly looking fellow, Gregory. I, I mean, he might be one of the scariest looking guys we've ever had. <laughs> Monsieur Leopoldo, what uh, what is going on there? What? Tell me about chemo Leopoldo, Greg. What what kind of information can you give me? <laughs> I mean, he was basically like a like a, a, a I guess a. Pancrase fighter. Okay. Uh, he, he started off sort of in Japan and then sort of made his way over. Iconic fights when it came to like going up against guys like Hoist Gracie early on uh, in UFC 3. You know, never really, I guess, in the UFC, never really uh, amassed his full potential, but for sure, outside of the UFC, definitely, you know, had some decent success in the world of mixed martial arts. Apparently, Kimo's a big Jesus fan. Yeah, huge Jesus guy. Loves Jesus. I had a I had an uncomfortable situation today, Gregory, as I was a uh, I was calling iPage, 
a, a hosting provider and domain registrant to uh, to deal with some issues for my girlfriend and I because I had a website set up for her and they asked me a security question this particular security question was what who what was your favorite cartoon character now I don't I don't remember this answered I don't I didn't remember what the answer was I did not uh, remember being asked this uh, but there is a, a similar question that I have an answer to which is well, maybe I shouldn't give away my security answers on the on the show but that's okay uh, which is who, who is your favorite fictional character my answer to that of course is Jesus Greg and well, of course. It, it was a weird thing to have that brought up by a random person on iPage yeah, you're not expecting them to ask uh, ask those those for those answers. Well, it's just awkward too because he told me what my answer was because I had to I had to verify it in a different way because I couldn't remember what that was. And then he told me what my answer was, and it's like it's weird talking about it because you don't know if this is like a very religious person or what. If I'm insulting, uh, you know, insulting them in some way. Jesus, chemo is a chemo? monster. Uh, yeah, he is a monster. He also looks like he is prepared to uh, do like synchronized diving yeah. uh, at the Olympics with that with that outfit. Yeah, you see a lot of uh, divers that look very similar in both build and tattoo quantity to Kimo. <laughs> also, while you were telling us your security question yeah. uh, story, we got uh, yet another new announcer, uh, one Manny Garcia. Uh, I'm not sure if we'll see him again, but uh, I know right now that is that is who, who is in there announcing the, the gentleman to everyone. Gregory, let me uh, give you a Ring Girl-related question for just a moment. Now – Last week we talked about how they were they're barely wearing clothing, like like to to an embarrassing degree they were barely wearing clothing. Is this uh, an overreaction in the other direction? Because like they're literally wearing jean shorts and t-shirts this week. I mean, I wonder if it is only because of the scrutiny that was being levied upon uh, upon the UFC at this time. Like, I mean, you know, you had a lot of mainstream politico types. This is a weird, really tough position where Varlins yeah, is right. Varlins looks like he has just, his finger up chemo's I mean, buttocks. It's, he's landing a lot of punches, but that's just just not a good not a good look for that right hand. No. Um, geez. Uh but it could just be an overreaction to to that. There, there's a really good chance that's the case. Chemo now has a full wedgie. Yeah, like, yeah that's it's a, not a half wedgie. Not even a full wedgie. Yeah. <laughs> You're leaving a li- very little to the imagination when it comes to uh, you know chemo and what he's what he's working with here. That's certainly true. Uh, My God. Talk to me about the format for UFC 11 and a half Ultimate Ultimate 96. Basically, it's it's the it's the UFC getting together pretty much the what they consider like the best makes sense hmm. and putting them all in one. Uh, in one tournament, sure. you know, and that's all it was for 11 and a half, just one tournament, um, you know, eight guys, they had a couple alternate bouts, nothing crazy. Um, but you know, it's just sort of the best of the best thus far throughout the first 11 UFCs. Oh, interesting. Um, Cause last week I, I thought you suggested that this was the first time we were seeing weight classes. That is UFC 12. Okay. Sorry. Okay. That's yeah, what that I was does, looking at last week. It doesn't seem like this is a weight class kind of battle here. Yeah, no, nah, no weight, no weight classes in this one. But for UFC 12, which I did all the research for today because mm-hmm. I forgot we were doing 11 and a half. Um, I, I, that's that's what I had looked at last week as well. But no, yeah, UFC 11 and a half is just retro, all weight tournament, no, awesome. no issues. Good. That's how it should be. Somebody's lost a mouthpiece. I'm gonna go ahead and assume that's chemo. And um, 
Varlins is just this guy is a monster of a human being. Who beat him in seven? Uh, man, who was it? It was, I want to say it might have been Dan Fox. Really, Foxy? the aforementioned Dan Fox. Foxy, I, interesting. It, it, I think it was Fox at that point. Because that's a weird. That's a a big size differential. Let's find out. Let's find out for sure. I'm going while to I, the same thing. <laughs> while I have this in front of me. I am doing the same. Thing. Ah, no, it was. I, and you know what? I forgot about him. The Brazilian jiu-jitsu specialist Marco Huas. Um, which we haven't seen him since, and I don't think we see him again. Uh, if we do, it's not for a while. So, um, sort of just slipped my mind. I think Dan Fox won uh, UFC eight. Wow, Huas uh, looks like Var- he Varlins has like seven inches and a hundred and forty pounds on Huas. Yeah, you're gonna find that a lot in, in most Varlins fights, that's I true. believe. That's true. Yeah, I want to see him fight Hoist Gracie. I I don't think it would be. I, I, I mean, I feel like he would just smother him. I mean, yeah. obviously there's the technique factor with Gracie and his jujitsu, but at a certain point, that size is is just overpowering. Yeah, not a lot of technique going on right now for Paul Varlins, who is literally just laying on top of and punching Kimo Leopoldo. Directly in the face, just as many times as possible. you got to punch people somewhere, Craig. I mean, I guess. <laughs> uh, so we haven't, uh, we haven't talked since last week. What, what was your take, Gregory, on one year $23 million for J.J. Reddick? I'm fine because you don't you don't stick yourself with an extremely long deal that could hurt you in the long run. A second year would have been fine with me. I think once you start getting past that, why mess around? Have you watched any of the summer league action so far? Uh, I missed last night and I saw like the second half of uh, the first game. I don't get the Comcast network because I don't have yeah. cable, so it's a whole thing. This uh oh boy, Varlin's just punching Kimo Square in the. Varlins also this looks like he stopped. is exhausted. Yeah, this this got to get stopped. He's not. Well, I mean, he's trying to protect himself, but he's uh, holding his wrists. This this Fultz fellow looks like he's a pretty solid, Gregory. Yeah, yeah, he looks like he definitely has uh, has some skill behind him. He, Four, he gets to the basket so easily; it's crazy. Forty points per forty-eight minutes. Forty-six point shooting per forty-six uh, percent from the field. Forty-three percent from three. And uh, would have considerably more assists if anyone on the team could play basketball. Right, exactly. Not not exactly surrounded by a ton of talent. You know who was terrible and uh, really surprises me is Mellow Trimble from Maryland. Uh, doesn't surprise me at all, Chris. I have a younger brother who used to talk about Mellow Trimble, Mellow Trimble, Mellow Trimble, and I always said he was trash. Was that was that Maddie or Gregory? It was uh, Mike. Mikey, yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I like he was good his freshman year, and I was kind of excited to see him signed to the team. But, jeez, he's terrible. Yeah, straight trash. Also, there's a rapist on the team, so that's fun. I don't know who that is, and I'm Brandon, not going to accuse anyone. Brandon Austin. I think he was kicked out of two schools. One of them was uh was Oregon, while you guys were at an adjacent facility. Hmm. Huh, interesting. Uh, you know what? I remember hearing stories. I just didn't know any of those guys' names, so it makes sense. So it's. It's good that things are working out for him. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Uh, Where is Harold Howard one. this week? I mean, I'm sure, Chris, you're you're up to date on Harold Howard's Twitter, so I can only imagine. He's probably, you know what, probably a huge fan and watching along. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, just in, in anticipation of us him getting to listen to it tomorrow. I'd love, I'd love to, uh, I'd love to get his thoughts on UFC 11.5 and just the absolute drubbing that Paul Varlins is delivering at the moment. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I don't know. So I'm a little bit up in the air with this whole Harold Howard thing, to be quite honest with you. Uh, while I thought it would be a lot of fun to have him on the show. I kind of think it might be a terrible idea. Uh, why is that, Chris? Have you read some of his tweets? That's a big part of it for sure. He does not seem like the the best person to talk to or the, hmm. the most articulate fellow in the world. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. Obviously. <laughs> so, look, I, I've sort of realigned some of my podcast goals with you and I, Gregory, because uh, now – what I, you know, I was always focused on let, let's get some fighters on here and, and uh, have them watch this stuff and have them t- and talk to us. Now I want wrestlers. I'm I'm much more interested in having wrestlers <laughs> watch old you WrestleMania. Full, you with fully us. changed directions. I love it. Oh, I'm so much more interested in it because one, well, like they're you know the wrestling the wrestling people are it's it can go a couple of ways. They're just crazy people or just like regular human beings. So I think we have a better shot of having a, like a legitimate conversation with somebody like that than we would like a Harold Howard. Chris, are you telling me that the guy that went to jail for attempted murder for multiple years of family members wouldn't be a good interview? It'd be an interesting interview. <laughs> and especially, I feel like that's a touchy subject too, probably. Probably not something that uh, he would openly talk about. Well, I have a bad habit of asking questions I shouldn't when interviewing people. So, yeah, it could go terribly wrong, and he could seek retribution against one or both of our families. Yeah, you know what? Maybe, maybe we put Harold Howard on the back burner, <laughs> give him a few year, a few more years out, and then uh, we'll figure it out. That's probably the way to go. We should uh, at least put a continent between he and us if we're going to talk to him. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Probably uh... – See if he, he's on vacation or if we can uh, get away. Uh, so Varlin's on top of chemo and just a very weird looking, very like pseudo sexual looking situation going on here. Yeah, uh, not the not the most entertaining uh, fights because I'm pretty sure Varlin's has been gassed out for two and a half minutes now at, at eight and a half minutes into the fight or eight forty into the fight. Oh, conservatively two and a half minutes. Yeah, and it, is Varlin's going to sleep right now? Uh, it's close. It doesn't look good. Who's got who in a hold right now? I don't think there's really a hold going on. I think Kimo's <laughs> looking for, like, an arm or something. And now he's just going to posture up and just lay oh, feels bad absolute for bombs on Varlins. This feels bad for Varlins. Yeah. This is going to get stopped. Someone he, needs to stop this. He's not even trying to defend him, so there it is. Yeah. Big John gets in the way. I wonder, wonder, do-do-do-do-do, if Kimo's going to be healthy enough with that cut to fight in the next round. Uh, Kimo looks exhausted as well. The cut may be the least of his worries. Yeah, I, I got to say no. I got to say we've seen the last of both of these fighters for the evening. I think you're correct, sir. Oh, that's a weird-looking thing going on right now. Yeah, he's just... a lot of cotton up the nose, which is disgusting. Yeah, Varlin's. Man, I really dig Paul Varlin's fights, but this was no fun. Yeah, this was not one of your chemo needs to put pants on um but varlins varlins wasn't exactly uh the ball of energy that it usually is chemo just has like random toilet paper all over his face i don't know what is going on it was a different time greg 
Apparently. And Varlin's going in the complete opposite direction. Like, he's wearing a t-shirt over a onesie. Yeah. <laughs> the t-shirt over the singlet look. He, I think he made that his signature. I don't know how comfortable he is with his body, Greg. It's like, it's like the Jordan Jumpman. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly the same thing. All right, Kimo is our winner by forfeit in nine minutes, nine seconds, being helped into the back. Uh, fight's over, but uh, we're going to stop it there. Let's move on to our next battle, if you'll be kind enough to tell us what that is. Uh, the next one up would be Don Fry. I'll only say that that time. The rest okay. of the time, he will be Dan Fox. Okay. Uh, and it's Dan Fry, or Dan Fry, Don Fry versus Gary Goodridge. Oh, where is that? Okay. Yeah, there is no real rhyme or reason to how these are listed on the website, but... And why would it be? You know, heaven forbid. Well, I know... I guess I know what happens because I solved the other fights, so... Well, what can you do, Chris? All right, tell me when you're ready. I am ready. Let's go. We've got... Oh, it's another long one. Two two longer fights to start out our our UFC experience. God, I love that picture of Gary Goodrich. (laughs) I mean, it's it's unbelievable. The hat, the glasses, the double earring. Double earring. Why why did they use a picture of Don Fry looking off to the side? <laughs> is my know, question. I couldn't find anything else. All right, Fry, thirty one years old, is a Goodrich is thirty, two hundred and seventeen pounds to a whopping two hundred and sixty three from Gary Goodrich, six foot to six foot three, Arizona versus Ontario. It's not and this cool. is a good. I was gonna say this is a rematch from the finals of UFC eight. Oh. Exciting. Gary Goodridge. Looking good, looking strong. Uh, he's uh, flexing the pecs. Now he's arm wrestling some fat guy. Very I mean, that wasn't even close. It wasn't, but I would you expect it to be? No. I want to know which one of these two would win in a hot dog eating contest. I, I'm not sure. I oh also love God. the fact... Vicious. Vicious. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the Paul Herrera knockout, which is one of the most unbelievably vicious knockouts, I think, in UFC history. But uh, th- I like how they showed a a highlight of him versus Don Fry. Yeah. Very interesting. A little precursor to our upcoming battle. Yeah. yeah, a lot of runners up in this week. This is our UFC eight runner up, Gary Goodrich. <laughs> Trainer extraordinaire. I like how I like how the guy to his right is wearing the Kangol hat. Like mm-hmm. he just put it on him yeah. prior to him going in there. Yeah, you hold Ooh. this. Vicious slaps from the corner man to get him ready. Not Probably not the best tactic. I don't that, want to concuss my fighter before he goes into the ring. That is how I get ready to work on the website every morning. I just go up to a stranger and have them slap me in the face four times as hard as they can. It was a different time, Chris. <laughs> uh, Gary Goodrich is a striker and freestyle fighter, power over technique, and three other things that I don't remember <laughs> now that the screen's gone. Uh, I think one of them was stand-up fighter. We'll, we'll leave it at that. Well, yeah, he's a quality human being and a stand-up fighter. <laughs> there is a, a mouth... <laughs> Dude, come on! Those the absolute weirdest pictures of Don Fry today. <laughs> the absolute weirdest pictures. Like, oh, the, man. They are choosing from the back catalog of pictures of Fry. They took that from his MySpace. Oh, I forgot about this fight. Yeah, yeah I can't remember that guy's name. It was the guy... In, in the uh, UFC that was in Puerto Rico, that guy had no business being in the ring. Well, there was a bunch of them in that that Puerto Rico one. Yeah. <laughs> Look at Fry, uh, black eye, ready to go. Yeah, d- Fry. Fry is like the quintessential, uh, the, the quintessential 
UFC like early tournament guy. Holding the hands. <laughs> I do. I do like how he has the sponsored T-shirt. Uh-huh. He's ready to go. Hold hands with your buddy so you don't get lost, Greg. Don uh, Fry is going to make his way to the ring. Not going to lose his way. No, you got to make sure just in case he tries to run back. <laughs> uh, yeah, Fry. Fry very much looks like a looks like a wrestler to me. Just like I mean, like, yeah, a, like sure. a WWE wrestler. Oh, he very well could be. He's like a he's like a fake Jake the Snake Roberts. Yeah, pro boxing experience and a master grappler strikes over submissions. Knockout power for Don Fry. Pretty excited. Although we have another another situation like last week where boy is the the picture really weird and the boxes don't cover everything. Yeah, and like there's like a weird like uh like moving color line on the outside yeah, <laughs> when well, they show those graphics. Yeah, it's because that the gra- the the overlay doesn't cover the rest of the screen. So we're seeing the the screen in the back. <laughs> Not a, so good. Not a bunch of geniuses doing graphics for UFC. I mean, it was a different time, you know. It's a, that's that's oh, absolutely. That, that's really the theme of this episode. Is it's a different time. Yeah, I I love this. How now every time we get the ring announcer, they're going to show you his name. Uh, when in previous ones, you'd go the entire tournament without ever seeing it. Yeah, where's uh where are recognizable names? Is this is this uh far away or no? It's I mean it's in it's in Birmingham, Alabama. Mm-hmm. From from what I've seen, from what so I'm I, very interested. If I remember correctly, Buffer has some open warrants in Birmingham, so he uh, can't he can't go to Alabama at this point in his life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that that's southern that southern tier. He's got to stay away from cockfighting. Greg Buffer was giant. Oh well, what can you do? Buffer giant in the cockfighting. That's a rumor I'm starting. <laughs> That's well, feel free. And I'm, I'm sure we could get it picked up. Yeah, I think we I think we not only should, but definitely can. All right, Don Fry. Oh, my God, it's so warm. Un- it's unbelievably so warm. high-waisted shorts. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the whole high-waisted shorts look, but that's more so on with girls. I don't really care what guys wear. Also, I think, Don, maybe maybe get your hair cut prior to the fight. You look, It's looking a little shaggy. I don't know. A little something going on behind the ear. The behind the ear cut's pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah, and this is just this is weird this week. Uh, it's it's an interesting interesting tournament, and I wonder if it's just because I know we skipped UFC seven and a half. Yeah. Based on time, mm-hmm. but like, and maybe that's why it's it's so different. But I feel like it's just a regular UFC event. So, Goodrich wasting Ooh. no time and taking a punch right on the chin to start up before he grapples him. Didn't seem to bother him though. No, he walked right through it. I'm wondering about this because, you know, Goodrich has been a guy who likes to attack early and tended to have short fights, but I feel like the last couple we've watched from have been on the longer side. Yeah, and and the stamina doesn't usually hold up, so I have a guess that that's probably what's going to happen here as well. So we got another fight of people laying on top of other people to look forward to? Uh, you know, sometimes that that's that's how these work. I don't care for it. Yeah, well, Chris, don't worry. Next week we get our boy Scott Ferrazzo back on UFC 12, so. Well, I'm excited about that, ignoring the fact that I don't remember who that is. Oh, uh, he was the dude who was, like, you know, super short, super fat, fought Tank Abbott. Oh, Scotty F. I see, I know him as Scotty F, Greg. 
Oh, well, I, I apologize. Don Fry is laying in some unbelievably hard knees to the body of Goodrich. Yeah, and Goodrich is just hanging on to that ring, not looking to go anywhere else. He's happy where he is taking those knees to the sternum. I mean, that seemed to be that seemed to be very common uh, Gary Goodrich strategy. Grip the fence as hard as you can so you don't go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, he is really one of the the worst offenders of the whole fence wow. holding. Yeah, well, you got a nice jaw there, though. Took two shots from Fry. And asked for them, too. Put his hands down and tapped himself on the chin and said, please punch me as hard as you can. You know, not not my idea of, uh, of excellent strategy from Goodrich. I love the... Uh, and I, it was too quick for probably anybody to really pick up on this. The gentleman in the white tank tops behind Goodrich really told me that this was Alabama. I mean, it was it was unbelievable. Not a stereotype, but it was perfect. Not the stereotype, but stereotyping. Nah, either way. <laughs> Maybe we'll get another shot. If the ca- ah, see the camera angle's got to go behind Fry, but like baseline level. I gotcha. Hmm. If if not, we'll just continue to watch Don Fry pick apart Gary Goodrich and not let Gary Goodrich land any shots that I've seen of considerable damage. Yeah, and we're, oh, there you go. We're we're that's the other way. It's ah! got to go to the other other side of it. Just, but I mean, it's good to see it. that they got dressed up in their nicest tank tops to go to a uh, a mixed martial arts event. Well, it was 1996. That was. High, it is true. High fashion. I do I do wonder I do wonder how many fights broke out in the stands during this exact event only because I've been to multiple UFC events. Ah, now they're too far to the right. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Uh, only because I've been to multiple UFC events and I have seen fights in the crowd, including a ridiculous lady fight that happened um, and caused a semi brawl during, uh, I believe it was UFC 101 in the stands. Now, when you say ridiculous, is that like positive ridiculous or like crazy ridiculous or just stupid ridiculous? I, I mean, we saw like purses getting swung. It awesome. was, it was like, and we're talking about like, it was probably maybe like halfway up the lower level. So like everybody that was sitting on the floor, like cage side was turning and looking at it because yeah. it was that like there, it was, it was that noticeable mm-hmm. that something, something was going on. Well, if this happened at the, where do the 76ers play now? First, you know, that was like 18 years ago. Wachovia Center, the, the Wells Wa- Fargo Center? Wells Fargo Center. If this happened at the Wells Fargo Center, good friend John Thomas could be tasked with breaking that up. Oh, yo, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, yeah he, was, he was all about that over the weekend when we were talking because uh, he had to go work a concert that night. Yeah, he's real, he's real into that job. Hey, I mean, I guess... If you, you get a lot of free like free perks, I guess, but you also have to deal with a bunch of drunken clowns. But Jonathan has a proper grown-up job, and then he's like a security guard in the evening. It's it's weird. Yeah, ha- has had that proper grown-up job for a very long time, pretty much the length of time that I've known him, dating back to lunchtime games when I was in college. Oh yeah, Johnny's worked at John. He's worked at the the, the place that he works at. We're not gonna you know. John's not here. I'm not going to go give away his personal information, but... Ah, come on. Give his address out. Okay. Well, <laughs> he lives in Antioch, and... Uh... That, that's not true anymore. Really? John moved? Yeah, he moved. He, he's closer to the stadiums now. Oh, fair enough. Haven't Makes really... it even more interesting. Haven't really talked to him since... He, he played played on the uh, this, the Fell League team a couple years ago, and then just, like, wasn't good about showing up. Wasn't great about letting me know he wasn't going to show up, and then just did not get an invite back the following year. 
Sounds like a lot of people in the Fell League. Sounds like a lot of people everywhere, and it really gets on my nerves. Yeah, well, I mean, that's just kind of, unfortunately, the, the way the, the way some of those leagues are. One uh, Christopher McCabe, for instance. <laughs> There's somebody... Still waiting on those leagues fees, Chris? Well, he, he, I guess he just quit and didn't tell me. He doesn't answer texts anymore. Oh, that's good. Yeah, he's a, it's a classy fellow. That's one I am willing to talk badly about in in public. <laughs> On recorded lines. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Feel free to have him listen to this. I would love to know who that lady is that's in Don Fry's corner. That was McCabe's mom. Oh, Jesus, Chris. There, oh, good. Yeah, there's some shots. back with a couple. There a are couple good ones. Absolute shots going on right now. Wow, big time hands. So I, I was, uh, we were driving around a little bit today, running some errands, and you know, I, I live in a fairly nice part of California, close-ish to the bay, you know, close to water, but we had to go inland for some stuff today, inland about thirty-five miles, and boy, does it get ghetto. All right. <laughs> boy, does it get ghetto. Really changing it up, Chris. Yeah. Uh, oh, Gary Goodridge with a takedown. Yeah, uh, I, I've spent some time um, in that in the Bay Area. Really, it was just like a weekend. Um, but there were definitely some parts uh, you kind of you kind of had to stay away from, depending on where you were. Well, and we were doing some math this weekend because of that the tweet that good old Donnie sent out, basically basically daring Kim Jong Un to to drop a nuclear weapon. On the United States, which would be, you know, super fun for me because I live in proximity to where they could conceivably drop a nuclear bomb. And so we were doing some math in terms of what the blast radius for a nuclear weapon is. Good news. We'd be fine, assuming that it was it was a San Francisco target or up, up the coast and Washington's all that stuff is obviously, you know, Boeing's up there, a lot of American industry. But uh, yeah, not ideal. Not ideal. No, not I have to worry about that. Not not ideal at all, even though I think that a lot of it is posturing. Um, but posturing between crazy people. Well, I, I completely agree. That's what makes it all the more scary. Let me ask you a question that, that I asked Alexa after, uh, after this was talked about. Let's say, uh, as uh, Gary Goodrich lays on top of Don Fry raking his eyes, let's say that a nuclear bomb is dropped by North Korea and, on San Francisco. And, you know, obviously mass casualties and damage in San Francisco. What is the response from Donnie? I don't even I don't even know if I could fathom what the response would be. Is like, is there a speck of North Korea left on the map after uh, after that happens? I would have to imagine it wouldn't. It would be totally decimated. Yeah, I, I would think like, you know, and this would be. This would be ideal for the second. Oh God! Let me give terrorists an idea. Um, oh Jesus! So, but I feel like he's just gonna go and throw the kitchen sink at you know in response to anything that happens to prove you know he's got bigger hands than you do, and uh, so that concerns me. Yeah, it's a weird time, Chris. It's a weird time. I look forward to what is it, twenty twenty one, and President Don Fry. Well, President anyone other than the guy right now. President Matt Crone. It's it's very funny because originally it was it was such a joke, like even considering yeah. it. And then as it got closer, you're like, ah, uh, yeah, probably not the best idea. 
Yeah. And now that it's here and he's and and really the part where I, I I've literally have thought like this is just all fake. Mm hmm. The, the retweeting of a video of him oh clotheslining someone at WrestleMania with CNN superimposed on their head <sighs> might might legitimately have been the craziest thing that I've seen ever. Well, good news. The Rock's going to run in 2021. So. I'm not even sure how he thinks he can run. I don't believe he's was born in America, but although that, nah, did, that didn't stop some, some other people. In the, was, is, was he born in Hawaii? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Samoan. He's he's good. I, I thought it was Ameri- I thought I thought he was American Samoan, but I didn't know he was born in Hawaii. He might have actually been born stateside somewhere, to be honest. But I don't know. Well, we're gonna know in just a second. Uh, uh interesting. The Rock was born about fifteen miles from where I live. Hmm. All right. See, then we're good. Rock twenty twenty. Vin Diesel's is Tijuana, VP. Tijuana, Mexico. Oh, no, he was born in Hayward, California. Oh, I did not know that. That's very interesting. So Rock can run for president. I did not know that. Yeah, and he would probably win because that's the world we live in today, Chris. Well, I'd certainly rather have The Rock than than President Trump. But but uh, I, I think do... about all the meetings he'd miss working out. That's true. That's true. He, he, yeah. Well, and wouldn't that be depressing? Like if Rock couldn't, if President Rock. Couldn't. <laughs> so ridiculous. Uh, if President Rock is it, Chris? Is it ridiculous? He couldn't spend the same amount of time in the gym because he's you know running a country. So he starts to fall apart. He start. He's considerably smaller. Like he looks like the kind like a Barack Obama type physique by the time he's done. It's just an emaciated shell of a human being. Yeah, that would that would wouldn't be surprising. Uh, but so sad, so sad. Yeah, Goodrich is trying to do work. In in this and and he's he's doing a decent job, you okay. know, staying on top. Now he's weirdly like biting fries back. I don't know what's going on. Trivia, Gregory, give me the four names that Dwayne Johnson has gone by in the ring. Gary Goodrich just tapped. I will give ah! you the answer in a second. All right, we'll talk about that <laughs> at the beginning of the next fight. He he, he tapped due to fatigue. Which is an interesting, an interesting move. Well, the good news is that by talking about a bunch of nonsense, that went pretty quickly. All right, let's end this one. We're gonna save ourselves about fifteen seconds, and you know, every every moment matters. What's the next fight up for us, Greg? Tank Abbott and Mr. Cal Warsham. Got it. Let me know when you are ready to go. <clears throat> Well, my up next includes Tank Abbott as well, also fighting in UFC 11 and a half. So I think, well, I, I, think I know how this is going to go. Not well for um, Mr. Warshaw. When you are. All right, let's go. All right. Four names Dwayne Johnson has fought under in the ring. Well, one's got to be Rocky Maivia. Yes, Rocky Maivia. Then, the, then there's The Rock. Correct. Oh, man. You think for a second. Tail of the tape. Tank Abbott, 31, 273 pounds, 6 foot from Huntington Beach, California. Cal Warsham, 33, 230, 5'10", Folsom, California. All right. One is, one, is very, one is very obvious. Is it just the – well, one, yeah, one is The Rock. One is The Rock. One is Rocky Maivia. There is still an exceedingly obvious one. Is it Dwayne The Rock Johnson? It is just Dwayne Johnson. But uh, I'm going to tell you that you're never going to get this fourth one, and this is – this is the name I would like him to stick with. 
during his presidency. <laughs> that would go, be, ahead, go ahead and give it to me. Uh, the 46th president of the United States, Gregory, President Flex Cavana. Wow. I Oh, my God. Flex Cavana. <laughs> That's a weird one. That's definitely weird. Not the weirdest name I've ever seen um, when no. it comes to, you know, wrestling in general. Um, one, one guy that sticks out to me is um, – there's a guy in the WWE now. His name is Antonio Cesaro. Okay. But he was a big indie wrestler for a very long time. And uh, one of his ring names was Very Mysterious Ice Cream. That was his ring name. Mysterious Ice Cream. Not sure why. Not sure why it was his ring name. Can't remember. I did at one point. But. That's amazing. I'm watching a promo from August 24th. 1996, the United States Wrestling Association, Flex Cavana promo with Jerry Lawler. Wow. <laughs> Flex Cavana. I really wish my name. It's a baby rock wearing ridiculous sunglasses. Well, why wouldn't he? That's, that's his gimmick. I don't understand... Tank Abbott, it might be the scariest person at this point to run into, like, in the street. Because oh, I yeah. feel like he's going to try to take your head off. Right. But if we've learned anything, that he'll, he'll have a very successful real estate company after this. Right, exactly. And, and he'll also go to tag with his brother for multiple years as the dog-faced gremlin. <laughs> there, there are some, <laughs> uh, some very intimidating fellows in this. Like, they're not messing around in UFC 11 and a half. Yeah, I mean, that that kind of goes back to the point of, like, bringing sort of the best of the best of your tournaments so far. Because, obviously, you can never predict <laughs> who's going to do well in these tournaments. So to have so to have that, it's definitely definitely an interesting move to bring all those guys back. Hey, and Tank Abbott, he bench presses over 600 pounds. Well, I mean, why wouldn't he? Nice sign. Get tanked. I, bre- I bench press 750, Greg, but you don't see me breaking. Yeah, Chris, I wouldn't expect you to brag. Why would you do that? Seasoned Street Fighter and questionable stamina might be you, you could probably just take out the other two um the other two bullet points. Just seasoned Street Fighter, questionable stamina, and you have Tank Abbott. Tank is a great man. There's no question about that. <laughs> I mean he's it's just <laughs> That's actually an amazing looks like he's sign. A, that is an amazing sign. <laughs> Tank keeps hospitals busy. <laughs> what is that That's number? That's awesome. I, wonder I have no is. idea what that is for. Oh, well, we have Marco Rubio here uh, as the ring announcer. That's pretty exciting. Jeff Mullins behind him. We all know Jeff Mullins from... He's out here waiting to judge, Chris. Season. Those are some interesting shorts that Warsham's wearing. They're like, they're again, rather high-waisted, but they don't come down very far. I feel like... Feel like there could be a wardrobe malfunction if, if if things go the wrong way for Cal. Do I is Warsham a cop? That seems like he, he's got to be. He, War, Cal Warsham looks like a cop. Yeah, he looks. He's a lot like uh, Steve Jenham. Steve Jenham that was a Nebraska like state police officer. Same haircut as Cal Warsham. He's retired mixed martial arts and and corrections officer is Cal Warsham. Eh, makes sense. Born in California. Oh, let's see. What else is he? Damn, he had a Cal. Cal had himself quite a few uh, mixed martial arts battles. 
Hmm. A lot of it is for the Gladiator Challenge Heavyweight Super Fight World title. Yeah, he, he definitely moved on after the and continued to fight, which is interesting considering he didn't have a ton of success in the UFC. He had a little bit, um, but nothing super crazy. Yeah, this looks to be the last time we'll see Cal Warsham in the UFC. Mm, how unfortunate. Only his, his third fight, he did win against Zane Frazier in uh, UFC 9. All right, so Tank is, uh, oh boy. Tank's just trying to throw people around. He's trying to eliminate this guy from the Royal Rumble. I mean, he's definitely... Do it, do it, throw him out, throw him out. Oh my God, He's do trying it. to. Do that's it. A legit, that's a legit try. Cal Warsham fighting back, though. Oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs> he literally tried to pick him up and throw him out of the cage. Yeah, that can't be good for a Tank's questionable stamina. That's a lot of energy to try and pick somebody up and throw them completely out. Is that legal at this point? I mean, it's not illegal, uh, I guess. I, I mean, I don't know what the ruling would be if had he gone over. <laughs> I, I think he would st- – I mean, I think you'd have to disqualify Tank maybe. I don't know. Why? Is there is there a specific rule that says you can't throw some – Somebody out of the ring, and he like. What if he tried to throw him onto that like camera guy box and just break his back? Well, that's all I was thinking. As he as he's almost going over, that would almost have to be the case. There, if he goes over that, he's landing on that box. There's no doubt about it. It's right under him, or he's knocking the camera guy down. One of the two. That would have made for some amazing UFC action. He, Abbott looks like he's trying to pull his pants down. This is very interesting. Warsham definitely fighting back though. He's he's you know he's giving he's giving it back to Tank as best he can. He looks terrified. Cal Warsham looks and he terrified of this man. Oh, I would be terrified too if I was staring across from Tank Abbott, aka Rick Steiner. So Gregory, uh, like a month and a half ago, I told you about my failed attempt to land. Oh shit, that was a good hit. Uh, to mm. to get Ian Carmel to do the podcast. And yes. That, and that led to a road where I was fortunate enough to talk to Sean Jordan. So now I'm going to tell you the next person I'm going after. And, uh-huh. and we can make predictions about who I end up getting instead of him. So the next person I'm going after, also from Doug Loves Movies, a lo- you know, not a giant known person, but talked about sports on the show. And that's really the key to me getting somebody is Ross Marquand from The Walking Dead. Hmm. Interesting. So now the question is, who do I actually get from The Walking Dead instead? I'm going to go like Austin Nichols or somebody like that. It's going to be Denai Guerrero. I'm going to get Michonne on the show. (laughs) That's where you'll end up with? (laughs) Jordan was great, although there was not much sports talk, to be quite honest. Well, I mean, I can only imagine that there wouldn't be a ton the man has injured himself. Yeah, obviously, anyone who has listened to that, that those Douglas... Oh, the, the fight appears to be over. They're calling it tank. Why did they call that? Well, Chris, that's a great question. Uh, Wait, my video playback on? died about a minute ago, so I'm scrambling, but I'm a professional, so... Yeah, I'll be interested to see what your take on this is because it seems like... They were just fighting, and then I want to go back a little. I never do this, and I'm going back. Oh, I wonder if he bit him. I wonder if Tank Abbott bit him. I wonder if he bit him. Because, so this is just like a normal Abbott on top of, of, 
Warsham situation near the end near the cage and then one punch is landed Warsham still certainly can defend himself Big John pulls Tank off of Warsham immediately Kel is like angry like you wouldn't believe Big John's saying something to him where have you uh, have you caught back up into this yet I'm getting there what happened? I've got to be right close to it. Yeah, he's like leaned. I, I see Tank is laying basically prone on him. Um, Warsham fighting back a little bit. Tank not really doing anything on top. Yeah, and that just yeah. gets stopped. Leaving a lot to be desired as far as action goes. Well, that may be true, but... Like, I've watched this like ten times, and I don't know why it's been stopped. Or why Warsham... Like, and Warsham is mad at Tank. He's not mad at Big John. Of course he is. Like, uh, he's, he is pissed off at Tank for something. I think There's Tank, a punch. I think Tank might have bit him. Uh, you know what? There's a punch. Warsham's left hand is on the ground. Uh-huh. It looks like it might be some sort of tap, but you, you oh, could be right. Oh, interesting. Um, just now I see that. Does Big John think Warsham tapped? And then Tank, obviously, not exactly one to stop and listen to the ref at all times, sometimes goes a little over, above, and beyond. And that may be what caused the issue. And Big John just throws Warsham back into the cage. Oh, yeah. Absolutely manhandled him. Warsham is not happy. No. Oh, my God. Does he... I... uh, All right. At risk of a copyright violation, I'm gonna I'm gonna play a little bit of audio here. Warsham's exit with the fans seemed very happy. He's out there slapping hands, getting excited. You don't see that very often, though. The post-fight, I'm gonna go after a guy situation. Okay, so um, I don't think you can hear the audio that's being played in my. I can't. Okay, my headphones, but I think it's going to be on the podcast. But that's okay. So Big John pulls pulls Tank off, and Warsham, as Big John pulls him back to the cage, Warsham keeps saying, "I want him disqualified. I want him disqualified. I want him disqualified." But for what? Hold on. Interesting. He says it was it was way late. And now he's saying he's saying I want him disqualified. Will you go petition that? Big John says you bet I will. He tells Warsham to stay in the corner. But short of that, but short of any petition, he then goes over and raises the hand of Tank out. Huh. Weird. And disqualified for a late hit, but you just got manhandled for yeah, and, ten minutes or two minutes. And one of them, with Abbott and uh, with Abbott and Big John talking in the middle of the ring, 
one of them says that's bullshit. And I you can't really Okay, well, that was interesting. Obviously Tank Abbott advances. So, all right, what is the, <laughs> Now that that's settled, what what is our next fight? Young Kenneth Shamrock and Brian Johnston. Oh god, Ken Shamrock's going to be a 500-hour fight. <laughs> Not that long. 13 minutes, 13 minutes. All right. Let me know when you're ready. I am 4 seconds in. Hold on. Push play. Let me know. Yeah, go. We are set for our first All right. I, yeah. I have to turn my audio matchup. down. All right. So, Brian Johnson, Ken Shamrock. We haven't seen Shamrock for a while. I think last week we were talking about Yeah, what... how how we hadn't seen him and he was sitting behind the cage in a leather vest and no shirt. <laughs> As you do. Tell oh, the tape. You? Brian Johnson's a kickboxer and 27 years old, 238 pounds, six foot four from San Jose, California. Ken Shamrock, he's a submission fighter, 32 years old, 220 pounds, six foot from Lockford, Commence, California. Ken Shamrock was 32 in 1996. His last professional fight was in Bellator in 2016, I believe. Oh, my God. So that would mean he was 50, 51, generously. Speaking of old fighters, I saw the, the promos for this Chael Sonnen, whoever it was, fight. Vanderlei Silva fight? That, that Vanderlei Silva looked like he was conservatively 74 years old. Uh, he's not that old. I actually think Chael's older than him. A lot of miles on that face, though. Yeah, A lot certainly, of miles. Certainly seems like it. A lot of, lot of really hard fights and pride. Um a lot of plastic surgery too to, to to fix like his nose and things like that. So nothing, uh, you know. It, it definitely shows that that lifetime of fighting. Yeah, he has the look of a fighter for sure. Yeah, there there is no doubt about that. Is uh, Mr. Silva a UFC guy before he transitions away, or he? So he started off in Pride. Well, actually, we'll see him shortly. Uh, I want to say Ultimate Brazil, probably around like somewhere between 13 and 17. We'll see him, I believe. I believe that's when we'll get him uh, for one or two fights. And then goes over to Pride in Japan for a very long time. And then came over to the UFC for a stretch prior to a really weird drug testing situation where uh, the drug tester showed up to his gym in Brazil and he was like, no, I don't know who you guys are. I'm not going to take this drug test. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then basically just left. But there's also – but there's a lot of disputed claims now since then that, uh, you know, he was he was there to get tested, obviously, or they were there to test him. But they don't they didn't have, like, the proper paperwork or identification, and he was basically like, nah, plus there's a language barrier because he speaks Portuguese – it was a whole situation, but he ended up getting a lifetime ban from the Nevada State Athletic Commission, mm-hmm. um, which was which is unbelievably ridiculous and and asinine to ban someone for life. Um, and then eventually he there was some sort of arbitration hearing and things like that, and and things sort of blew over, and now he is in Bellator, um, which is you know. It is what it is with those Legends fights. I will be getting a lot more of those in the future. I can I can feel it just because a lot of these guys don't have anywhere else to go. You know, their main run is done. 
you know, they, they've done all they really can do in the UFC, and they're not going to challenge for a title. But you don't want to keep seeing them going up against guys who are on the rise at the top of their game and getting, you know, unnecessary punishment. So, oh, my God. He's, I might have a, he's I might have a seizure. one. Yeah, Vanderlei Silva. Yeah, I knew it. I thought he was. I thought Silva he was. And Chael Sonnen's like forty-two. Only forty-one years old. That's incredible. Yeah, it's crazy. But if you go back and and on Fight Pass, you can watch all of his Pride fights. I mean, that guy was, he was an absolute warrior. He was an absolute, you know, crazy, crazy fight. Yeah. Um, uh, for years. Chael is uh, forty years old. So he's ah, okay. A little bit younger, but yeah. Just barely younger. Wow. He, certainly, he, was older. he certainly looks considerably younger. Oh, yeah. I saw uh, a couple years ago, I went to a Monday Night Raw in Portland. And Chael's from right outside of Portland. Uh-huh. Um, and I happened to be sitting row two right by the entryway. And right across the aisle from me was Chael and his entire family. And I must say, very impressive looking in person, you know, for, for a guy who was at that point probably 38. And had been through the uh, the MMA ringer. Yeah, yeah, no, he looks. Chell looks fine, but Silva, man, and also that guy is uh, is not that he does not spell his name like I would have thought he did. Who Vanderlei? Yeah, <laughs> it's like Wonderlie. Yeah, it's it's because W's or V's in Portuguese, and you know, it's a whole thing. Don't don't tell me what it is. <laughs> I was hoping. I saw some updates here about a Philadelphia 76ers trade, and I was hoping that this trade fell apart, this uh, selling Juwan Evans to the Clippers for $100,000, but alas, it just became official. Ah, Chris, we need the cash, buddy. Yeah, really hurting for money. Oh, yeah. Building giant complexes in Camden. That place is awesome, and one of my big regrets is that I stopped, uh, you know, I moved away prior to that place opening. Because I feel like like I had a lot of uh, like we had a lot of conversations and stuff with the 76ers community relations department, and I feel like I could have gotten myself a tour of the facility. See, that would have been cool. Yeah, it would have been real cool. I would have liked that a lot. Alas, not the case. I was in their old I was in their old building, the old corporate building. Yeah, it was pretty cool, but yeah, whatever. Brian Johnson looks very scary. He always looks angry. Or I don't know if it's focused or angry, but yeah, he he always has that same look on his face. It's, yeah, it's not good. It's not good for anyone involved. And here is uh, <laughs> here's DeMarco Rubio. DeMarco Rubio now. Yes. I like it. Shamrock also, like, these guys just both look like, I don't want to be here, I'm pissed off. Yeah, they don't look happy. I feel like when you're about to get into a cage fight, you should look happy. Shamrock, kind of a monster. Shamrock also needs bigger shorts. Oh, for sure. But that guy is uh, he spent some time in the gym. Oh, ju- just a few days. Not he's not not a ton. Big John. Oh man, that last fight was really crazy. That was one of the most <laughs> interesting fights that I've seen so far. Yeah, you don't see uh, the the late hit part is the part that is obviously the most concerning. When you mentioned biting, um there's a fight that comes to mind later on. I don't know if it was on a pay-per-view or if it was on a fight night, so I don't know if we'll cover it. Mm. Um, but there's a fight between a guy, uh, arguably one of the dirtiest fighters in just mixed martial arts, mixed martial arts history, named Mike Kyle. He's like a heavyweight. Um, he's fought in pretty much every promotion you can think of. 
but rather dirty, late hits, things like that. But he fought a guy named Wes Sims. Mm. I believe Wes Sims came in on late, short notice. And after the fight, uh, Mike Kyle won, I believe, via submission. Wes Sims had huge teeth marks on his chest. Oh. Um, from where Mike Kyle clearly bit him during a scrum. Like, not just bit him once, like, bit him multiple times, like, to the point where he left significant markings on his chest. Was it, did he draw blood, or was it just, you just got uh, I don't know if it was necessarily bleeding, but if it wasn't bleeding, it was close. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, you can find you can find those clips on YouTube for sure because there's there's compilation videos of like the MMA's dirtiest fighters and uh, Mike Kyle is always at the top of the list for for those situations. See, that's the kind of stuff I'm interested in. Oh, you would love. There's another guy, uh, the the Texas Crazy Horse Heath Herring. Um, he's a guy that fought in the UFC for a little bit. Um, was you know sort of just your journeyman heavyweight. Spent a lot of time in Japan. Uh, pre-fight, uh, you know, the guys will always come to the middle and the ref will read the instructions. Refs read the instructions. The guys are staring each other down. Mm-hmm. The gigantic um, Asian man that he was about to fight leans in and they may or may not touch lips. Eh, they definitely touch lips. It's not It's not may or may not. They definitely do. And it okay. seemed like the one guy was trying to kiss Mr. Heath Herring. What? And... The response that was received was a giant right hand that knocked the gentleman out cold pre-fight. So who wins that fight? uh, I'm pretty sure it goes down as a uh, disqualification of of Heath Herring, but I don't don't know the official ruling. Yeah. There, there, there's some zany stuff that happened in pride. And that's, that's one of those, one of those things that is just, just unbelievable. Shamrock doing his, doing his shamrock thing where he gets somebody down on the ground and just tries to punch them in the face and eventually stops and sits there. I love the use of the word zany to describe that. Oh, pride was crazy. Pride was crazy. Any, a lot of the Japanese promotions, as, as you move along, some of the ones that came on, one of them had Jose Canseco fight Hongman Choi. Hongman Choi is like seven foot five, awesome. like 400 pounds, and he fought Jose Canseco. And Jose Canseco walked to the ring with a baseball bat yep. as if he were going to be able to use that. Well, you have to do that. It's like it's like athletes in commercials wearing their jerseys. You know, <laughs> without that indicator, you don't know who this person is. The only the only athlete commercial that I care about is Lewis Scott for Oscar Mayer Wiener. That is an unbelievably deep Celtic pride reference for anyone who cares. Yeah, I have had no idea what you're talking about. Celtic Pride is one I remember of the most Celtic Pride. underrated basketball movies of yeah. all time. One of the one of the weigh-ins. There was a the guy from Home Alone. Yep, Dan Aykroyd. Aykroyd it's a whole thing. Yeah, I forgot. Shooter McGavin is in it. I forgot that movie existed. Oh, it's great. That was a. I think that, I bought. That was Damon Wayans, right? It was Damon Wayans. He played Lewis Scott, and he was the star of the Utah Jazz. With that Celtic pride. All right, let's see. I'm sure it's Rotten Tomatoes is terrible, and everyone who oh, thinks yeah. it's not a good movie is wrong. Oh, let's play a little game. Released uh, April 19th, 1996. Directed uh-huh. by Tom DiCercio. Okay, mm. what is IMDb from a scale of 1 to 10? What does IMDb give it? I would say like 2.7. 5.2. Okay. What does it get from Rotten Tomatoes? Oof. Uh, 36%. Nine. Eh, well, 
I was close. Damon Wayans, uh, Daniel Stern, Dan Aykroyd. You're right, Christopher McDonald. Oh, who else? Anybody else interesting in that? Bill Walton had a cameo. He did. Larry Bird has a cameo. Oh, I don't see Bird on the list, but I certainly believe you. Um, it's a movie about the Celtics. Larry Bird has to have a cameo. Right. It was La- in his contract. Larry Bird does show up as himself. Be he funny. does. Be funnier if he played Dennis Johnson, but what do you have to do? <laughs> uh, Marv Albert has a cameo because it's a movie. Bob Cousy shows up as himself. Bob Cousy does show up. Bob Cousy. What is, what is the other credit that immediately comes to mind with Bob Cousy? I have no idea. I'm gonna yes, I'm I was right. That would be the film Blue Chips starring Shaquille O'Neal and Anthony Penny Hardaway. That would make sense. Shamrock is really boring me at this point. Yeah, well that's a Shamrock fight. That just you know, you're gonna be bored and you're gonna end up talking about something else. And see what's crazy is is though Shamrock in his in his later days when he would consistently get knocked out by guys like Tito Ortiz, you know, actually stood and fought guys, which was honestly to his detriment if you look back on it, but this was up. Oh, oh, secures, secures a tap. Great, great move for Ken Shamrock. It's, it's unbelievable. Shamrock, uh, unfortunately, would be unable to continue in this because uh, he broke his hand. Oh, so we have uh, we have two injury replacements. We do, and the first one is up next when when we have Don Fry versus Mark Hall. Let's go, Mark ahead. Hall. Let's go ahead and go right into that. Yeah, Mark Hall been around. You know, a couple different UFCs. Not a ton of success, but certainly in there. Uh, let me know when you are uh, ready. I'm confused to see it. Oh, okay, never mind. I see. It. All right, yeah, Don Fry, Mark Hall. I am. Uh... Video has begun playing. Okay, I'm, I'm in there as well. Yeah, Mark Hall, been around a couple different UFCs. Not a ton of success. Um, interesting. Interesting matchup for. for... Don Fry here. Well, at least in this picture, Fry is looking towards his opponent. It's like they reversed the picture. Yeah. Though. It's the same facial expression. He's just on the right side now. That's fine, but at least he's looking towards his opponent. Do you think they put all of these together prior, like for all the potential matchups? Well, and then... maybe, but obviously, you know, Mark Hall wouldn't have been involved in. I don't. I don't think they had the title card ready for Mark Hall. I think that was. They just kind of threw it together last an, minute. That was it's an a possibility. Kind of deal, yeah. <laughs> I could just imagine the confusion. All right, well, Mark Hall is a Moyi Doe fighter, 35 years old, 189, six foot, from Marietta, California. Don Fry, of course, we know. Yeah, from... Uh, Every other fight. Yeah, <laughs> from Sierra Vista, Arizona. AV versus CA. Let's get it on. Definitely said AV, which look, is great. Look, the AV club, Gregory. And I don't, I don't know if I've mentioned this or not, but like I'm not 100 percent on my game today because it is 600 degrees in this office. <laughs> that happens, Chris. My living room is very hot. Oh my god, I can't even. I can't turn air conditioning on in here. Otherwise, we're gonna listen to air conditioning. It's a nightmare. First world. Random problem. Chicago Blackhawks jersey in the crowd. Also, um, Uncle Jack from Always Sunny looks like he was in the crowd at one point. Uh, this random dude with the with the hoodie on in yeah. the middle, what? The, the, first of all, it looks like there's seven people at this event. I, the, I don't understand this. I'm gonna say that was a Jeremy Roenick jersey, Greg. It probably was that or Chris Chelios. You, yeah, that's a choose your own adventure situation. A little Jr. 
prior to his Philadelphia Flyers days. Yeah. Gregory, are you excited about the addition of Nolan Patrick to the Flyers? Yeah, I mean, anytime you can get a consensus number one guy who, you know, fell one spot because he had to get abdominal surgery in uh, in the offseason, which is a weird reason to pass up a guy. Um, anytime you can get that, I'm, I'm, I'm more than thrilled. I'm only going to draft people with their abdomens entirely intact. That's you know what doesn't? You know, yeah. You know what doesn't thrill me? Uh, continuing to sign recycled uh, goalies who weren't that good when they were originally with their first team and getting them off of their second team, uh, like the Flyers did with uh, Brian Elliott. I was going to say that name correctly for the record, and I'm pretty proud of myself. <laughs> well, good work. Yeah, we, I just don't understand that. The Flyers need – I don't care if you don't think that Stolarz is ready to be in the NHL. He's been in the AHL for multiple years. You have to give him an opportunity. What Unless you really what? just you, – you have so many goalie prospects. It's not like if you bring Stolarz up for a year or two, your team's not winning a Stanley Cup next year. You're not winning a Stanley Cup in two years. You just don't have the firepower or the cap space to make it happen. So give Stolarz a chance. At least let him see if he can prove himself on the NHL level instead of continuing to let him play for Lehigh Valley. Like sure. He's not getting any better. And instead, we just have continuous retread goalies left and right on, on this team. And it's it's honestly one of the most frustrating parts. I, I've honestly thought that Hextall's done a decent job as, as the GM. I do question the 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 Braden Shen move, but mm-hmm. I, I guess it's a, it's a future cap space situation. Yeah. And that's why you move him. But, you know, from, from an overall standpoint, Hextall hasn't been terrible. But I, I need... I need to see less retread in the goaltending when you have so many supposed prospects down below. Well, was it necessary for them to re uh, to resign Gothisbear at this point? I'm not sure how the NHL contract system works, but it seems uh, like they gave him a giant raise. It wasn't necessary. It wasn't necessary, but it also you could get him at a little bit of a discount because you're signing him super early. That's sort of the thing. Because he had <laughs> he had a pretty disappointing second season comparatively, right? Yeah, he definitely he definitely was in more of a, a sophomore slump. I mean, it's tough. It all depends on your pairing. And when you're paired with guys like Andrew McDonald, who mm. are so unbelievably overpaid and and not good at hockey anymore, okay, um, it it really it really makes the Gossis Bear uh, lack of I guess lack of def- like pure defense sort of stand out. And his pucks just weren't finding the net, which gotcha. I mean. That happens, especially for a defenseman, when the other guy isn't a threat to really ever do anything. Mm-hmm. It's kind of it's kind of tough for you to get your shots through. All right, well, the fight, she's on. Mm-hmm. Dan Fox, Mark Hall. Oh, Fox <laughs> just takes uh, takes hold of the ground, and uh, my uh, inclination says this is not going to be a long battle. Fox dropping back for a leg lock. Figure four. And, and there over. it is. And it's over. Dan Fox. Mr. Perfect wins in uh, about, oh, but Foxy's got, he's holding his head as he gets up. Yeah, I, I feel like when Fox uh, dropped back to pull that leg lock in, dropped back with a little too much zeal and smashed his head off the ground. But yeah. it looks to be okay. Not great, but oh, Mark Hall looks like he may not walk again. Yeah, Mark Hall's knee, definitely not in great shape. I don't think Fox meant to do anything. 
But a 20-second submission win, you, you can't be disappointed in that. Well, I mean, this is the game they play, because what he tried to do was to inflict enough pain on his opponent to get his opponent to quit, and that's that's the game there that they signed up for. Yeah, unfortunately, broken bones and things like that happen in, in these situations. Um, you know, the ref's in there to stop it, but you're talking, again, very early UFC, you know, the, the, the referee training is only so yeah. much, yeah. you know. All right, well, let's move on. We've got Tank Abbott and Steve Nelmark. Let me know when you're ready to go. I'm ready. Let's go. Another uh, another short little battle coming up here. It's it's funny with stuff like this because it's five minutes of lead up and eight seconds of action. Yeah, this is this is uh, for anyone who was a fan of the early Ultimate Knockouts DVDs. This is one that uh. That a lot of a lot of people will remember for oh, sure. Oh really? Nelmark and Abbott. On, uh, Nelmark and Abbott. Yeah, it's oh, it, it's a it's a pretty it's a pretty good knockout from what I remember. Um, Nelmark got the win in his alternate bout with uh, headbutts, as you're seeing now. Yeah, uh, a series I mean, of headbutts is, to the head and neck of this. I mean that is that is not good. His opponent is, is yeah that's some yeah that's some t- that's a tough situation to be in for if you're his opponent. But I have to think that the concussive headbutting uh, may have to do yeah, – it may undo Steve Nelmark uh, moving forward. Well, and just the fact that he's fighting Tank Abbott. Well, yeah, that probably doesn't help. A horrifying human being is the Tank. Uh, Nelmark, 31, 256 foot. Greg, he's from Livonia. <laughs> I don't even know where that – Michigan? All right. Yeah, Livonia, Michigan. That's very exciting. And uh, the tankster, yeah. Huntington Beach, California. Classic Huntington Beach. 6'1", six, six, 273. Stout fella. Pounds. I mean, yeah. Not, not too bad, Mr. Tank Abbott. Uh, you know, again, stamina going to be a question. We'll see how he does. I suspect well. You would think, Chris. You would think. Especially since the UFC, though, with the lights. The, yeah, I've seen him yeah. fights in the championship, so... <laughs> the light, the lights on this though—it's like they're trying to hand out seizures. Oh, with, for with sure. These, yeah. With these lights, just a little bit ridiculous, uh, if you ask me. Melmark from the American Karate Training Center, where apparently they put an emphasis on headbutts. Mm, I, I don't remember that being a karate technique, but I'm Chris. Well, you've never gone to the American Karate Training Center. You know what? That's a good point. I was a uh, I, I was not a, a, uh, a karate guy. I, I did judo back oh. in the day. <laughs> oh yeah, upstairs <laughs> at the, upstairs at the four five school. Question for you: Let's just say a burglar breaks into your house. Can you defend your family with the judo that you learned in like fourth grade? Well, my guess probably not. <laughs> Would you try? Uh, no, I wouldn't go for the judo. I mean, I honestly only remember a few things, and it's maybe like a throw or two. Mm-hmm. But it probably wouldn't. I mean, I haven't done it in twenty years, so I don't think I'd be going for it. That would probably wouldn't be my first line of defense. Well, you should jump back into that class as a refresher. I mean, you would think. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I bet they still do it in the wrestling room in the four-five school uh, on Wednesday nights. Uh, well, I see. Uh, I mean, I, obviously, I know where it is. I'm not super familiar with the school. I was a I was a Catholic school guy up until I attended Plymouth White Marsh High School. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I I'm not super familiar with the school other than going to basketball practices there. So, 
Well, good times. Tank Abbott being told not to do anything too dirty this time. <laughs> I guess Cal Worsham's uh, petition fell through. It, it certainly looks like it. Didn't uh, didn't hold a lot of weight there from Mr. Worsham. Basically, he was just, you know, sour grapes because he wants the guy disqualified after he taps. You know, yeah, you lose. You're to me. That's home, to me. It looked like a tap. It, it had to. It had to have been some sort of, like that left hand hit. You know, at least once, if not twice, to, in in a tapping motion. You know, at that point. Big John can only get in there so fast, yeah. and Abbott Abbott can't tell that you tapped in that situation. So no, of course not. Some might say there might have been a tad bit of an overreaction from uh, one Cal Warsham. Cool to watch, though. I'm excited for this. You've got what you said, big time knockout coming here. The tankster is going to put uh, Nelmark, Nelmark, Nemac, Nelmark. <laughs> uh, I think it's I think it's pronounced Nishek. Get get is it really? <laughs> no. I was going to say, because that sounds like the kind of stupid stuff that people would do. <laughs> I love that tank keeps hospitals busy sign. Yeah, it, it, it's an interesting – it's an in, it's in, some sort of ad for direct wave. And his shorts say direct wave computers, so I can only imagine that they were some sort of technology company in the early – oh, in the early uh, – or late 90s. Okay. Up against the cage – Fight One tank Abbott just burying, burying punches to the body. Big slam. Oh, body slammed him. Like it. I like it a lot. Tank is, and... uh, is controlling. Wait, what? Nah, tank's just caught in like a little bit of a guillotine, but it, there, there's no way. It's not. It, there's, the technique just isn't there okay, for him I to stay in say, it. Okay, I was going to say, I thought this was going to somehow go in the opposite direction, and the tank was going to tap. Oh. Oh just vicious shots. This, okay. Just swinging wildly. I'm just just watching here. Just Ooh, no words. Wobbly legs. No words. Just just watching this <laughs> beat down. Taking in the, the 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 fine work of one David Tank Abbott. Bang! Oh! <laughs> oh. Folded up against the cage, knocked out cold. Steve Nelmark's night has has been concluded. Good grief, Charlie Brown. That is, uh, oh boy. And you wonder why Tank Abbott had such a uh, such a loyal fan club back in the day with things like that. Ironically, that guy went to the hospital after this, so that sign was prophetic. Yeah. Huh? Listen, I mean, just brutal. The way he folds up like that, you don't see that a ton. You know, there's a couple. There's a couple recent fights that it's happened in, but honestly, it's not. It's not super common uh, to be folded up against the oh, cage like that. Goodness. It's a tough one. Yeah, I'm, I just watched a little replay real quick. Yeah, that's that is crazy. All right, let's move on to the championship of UFC 11 and a half Ultimate Ultimate 96. Don Fry, Tank Abbott, two very different fighting styles. Let's get it on. All right. Let's maybe get it on. All right. I am on the title card like seven seconds in. Okay, I'll, I'll tell you when I get to the title card. It, I'm finally playing. All right, go ahead. So let me let me tell you about a uh, little something that happened this week, Gregory. Uh-oh. I, uh, a couple times, I'm a big Morgan Spurlock fan, big fan of his documentaries and a big fan of uh, the, the television program Inside Man. So... I tweeted at Morgan this week, and I said, 
I said, Morgan, hey, is there any information about when the new season of Inside Man's coming on? And I got the response, no more new episodes. Disappointing. So, one of my favorite shows, Inside Man. Over. And I'm bummed about it. But at least it's its host was good enough to tell me himself. Yeah, that's you know that's the crazy part about like this era of I guess the availability of you know the people you see on TV, the people you see in movies. I mean, obviously some are much more available than others, sure. even through Twitter. Yeah. Um, but crazy that you can reach right out and you know get right to the person and get a straight answer. Yeah, I've had that on a couple of other shows in the past where I, I asked some questions, but it was very much like you know. Like very low level, like A and E kind of shows. Uh, are you trying to contact Daryl from Storage Wars? Because that's a guy I'm interested in talking to. No, it, it was Mark from Shipping Wars, ironically. Close enough. Good old Mark Springer from Shipping Wars. Yeah, Daryl annoyed the crap out of me on. on... Uh, yo, did you know? Turns yeah. out new episodes starting soon for for Storage Wars. Is that true? I'm a. Uh, yeah, uh, so we were watching like a marathon the other day of uh-huh. old ones, but not old, old ones. Mm-hmm. Like there wasn't – like Barry wasn't there like, anymore. Like Renee like, episodes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that guy stinks. Yeah, I hate Renee. Um, but the, the, that was on and uh, it said like new episodes coming July 22nd or something like that. And I was floored. Yeah, I don't Legitimately know. floored. Couldn't believe it. I don't know. I, I was uh, like, I super dug Storage Wars a long time ago. I found it was one of those things where I found that show randomly when I was flipping through channels, and they were doing one of the uh, the marathons that they seem like they always do because like they never air one episode of Storage Wars. It's always nine. No, episodes. it's yeah. So and I and I watched it, and I watched it the whole rest of the way through, through whatever marathon it was. I think I watched like six episodes that night, and I was like, all right, I'm into this. I like this. This is a cool show. And I watched it fairly consistently moving forward. But then, you know, you just – you find out how fake it is and that's just – I'm not interested anymore. Oh, it's so unbelievably fake. It's awesome. Like the people that actually made a living doing this prior probably hate the oh, shit out yeah. of that show. Yeah, absolutely. Like there's no doubt that there is a clown that goes to like storage auctions and thinks that he's going to find like, I don't know, Here's a, a safe pa- with – yeah. Here's twenty thousand dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, yeah. dude, you're at a you're at a you're at a you're at a storage locker in Delaware County. You're not you're not finding a Picasso. Yeah, I remember. I think it was Daryl was the one who like found the giant locker full of artwork. Yeah. And it was, that's how he kind of like. And they said it was like big. they said it was like four hundred thousand dollars or something like that. It's unbelievable. Actually, the episode one of the episodes we watched he. He found something like these two chairs that were worth like six grand a piece, and he made like a nine thousand dollar profit. It was the most I had seen in like forever All right, Gregory, on that show. Let's play a little Storage Wars game right now. Oh God! So there have been. Well, I'm not okay. I don't know exactly how many episodes there were, but which person has appeared in the most episodes with one hundred and fifty four episode credits? It's got to be Daryl. Uh, would you like a second guess? It, then it's probably like Dan, the auctioneer guy. Would you like a third guess? Is it Dave? Would you like a fourth guess? Wow, dude. I have, I honestly don't know. Coming in at number one uh, from 2010 to 2017, appearing in 154 episodes, 
Brandy. Stop it. I'm, I'm going to keep going here. Who comes in at number two, Greg, with 153 episodes? Just one fewer than Brandy. It's Is it Jared? It is not Jared. Jared is in, in 150 episodes. Uh, honestly, then it then it has to be like Daryl or Brandon. Daryl Daryl comes in third, 151 episodes. Brandon comes in seventh at 126 episodes. Is Dave number Dave can't be number two because they had a weird falling out where he was like off the show for a while and Dave, then he came back. Number eight, 108 yeah. episodes. Then it's got to be Dan or his. Dan comes in fourth, 151 episodes. Laura Dotson comes in second with 153 episodes. Ah, wow. That, I mean, unbelievable. Wow. Oh, wow. Tank Abbott, as we're discussing Storage Wars episode credits, <laughs> hit a left hand that put, Dan, that put Don Fry on his ass. Yeah, Tank is going hard early on here. He's trying to end this thing. He got... I think it feels like he got a little bit carried away with how that last fight ended, and he's trying to replicate it. Yeah, I mean, this is these guys are absolutely going at it. Like he wants to leave this, Foxy crumbled up against the cage. This is what you want to see in a championship fight for uh, for the for the ultimate ultimate ninety six title. Don Fry is on wobbly legs. Yeah, we got some time left though. Fry is yeah he's taking shots. One 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 last storage wars question for you. Feel free. Who appeared in more episodes, Renee or Ivy? Ivy. Ivy started before Renee. Uh oh. Oh shoot. Fry's got Fry's got Abbott. Oh no, it's already got out of it. Uh, Renee and Ivy both showed up in 2013. Both continue on 2017. And Ivy has been in seven more episodes in Renee. Don oh, Fry. there's a tap! That's it. Rear naked choke. Unbelievable. There's a tap. There's... Tank Abbott is not happy with himself. Oh, man. Fry is messed up. I don't know how much longer he could have gone. So Tank is lucky. I mean, Fry is lucky to get Tank to tap. And, yeah, he's uh, Tank is unhappy with somebody trying to get away from old big john and now retreating from the ring not honestly not uh, shaking the hand not celebrating it, with fry fry also it, seems furious if tank know. doesn't i think tank tripped and fell backwards and then don fry jumped on him and kept the fight on the ground and fry's trying to keep going rear naked choke I, I mean not fry tank wants to keep this fight going that is a that's that's a devastating loss for for tank abbott well, and I just think it's interesting that the, the gentleman we're seeing in the ring right now, bloodied and battered, is a uh, is the guy who won. Yeah, I, that was that was one of the best the best finals I think we've seen, just in terms of action, just pure craziness. Yeah, that was amazing. I can't believe how how just quickly that came on. Either I was not expecting that. Yeah, Don Fry, a legend, Gregory. I don't know. Why. You don't give him actually. Credit. You said you said legend. Today the UFC had like a panel because it's International Fight Week. They had a panel today where he was featured on it, and it was called UFC Legends. Well, and it was and it was just a oh, okay. It was a panel. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Interesting. Very funny. Very funny. Yeah, International Fight Week. Fight Pass is filled with a bunch of different like live events. They have a Hall of Fame thing that's tonight, which is actually yesterday. Listening to this or whatever day it was that mm -hmm. you're listening. Um, 
the Hall of Fame induction, and then fight card tomorrow night, a fight card Saturday night. It's a whole thing. So there, yeah. So it looks like. I'm sorry. I'm still on the storage wars. IMDb. Uh, Feel free. It, it looks like that. If a per, I don't know if it's a person has lines, they have to have a credit because boy, are there just a lot of people listed with one episode. <laughs> it's like those random guys that they show that are just like there. Like yeah, not- I'm wondering if it's that or like the people who own the stores that they go to to sell. Ah, stores. you know what? It, it very well could be that. That would actually make a lot of sense. Yeah. Well, what are you gonna do? Don Fry, the winner of UFC eleven and a half ultimate, ultimate ninety six. Not a matchup where simply saying ultimate once would not cut it, and it would not no, do justice. No, absolutely not. Oh yeah, I see what you're saying. Wow, Don Fry is old now, and this other guy only has one eye. Yeah, he does. Who's the gentleman that has the eye patch? Couldn't figure it out. Tried to. Have no idea. Yeah, I'm seeing what you're seeing right now. Wow, Fry, boy, he he is an old man now. Uh, he's yeah, and, and and been through a lot of war. There's there's a very famous Don Fry fight from Pride where him and the the large man that he was fighting just held the back of each other's head and unloaded punches for a solid five minutes straight. Oh, that sounds nice. Like that that really sounds fun. Well, it looks like we're looks like we're done with 1996 at this point when we come back next week we're going to enter the year 1997 yes we are looking at ufc 12 oh wow there's a lot of ufc's i feel like we've already had a judgment day but fair enough <laughs> oh wow there's a you might be thinking of wwe pay-per-views the very famous wwe pay-per-views judgment day Oh. Which lasted for a few years. Well, I already know too much about next week because what's I see that Scott Ferrazzo wins a fight. Ah, <laughs> oh, Christopher. I'm excited, uh, and I'm excited for UFC 15 and a half Ultimate Japan. Yeah, that's a good one. I think. <laughs> well, we'll find out in about a month. <laughs> Close enough. Uh, until then, I've been Chris Wardell. He's been Greg Kern. This has been UFC 11 and a half, Ultimate Ultimate 96. Thanks for listening. Congratulations to Don Fry on his victory some 21 years ago. And we'll be back here next week.